Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Hope you're having a great day out there, regardless of where you are and what room you are quarantined in or self-isolating in. Uh, and we know this is a this is a challenge, and we're gonna, we're, of course, we're gonna hit the and uh, keep you up to the minute in terms of what's happening as far as the debate in Washington and uh, other breaking news here locally as it relates to the coronavirus. Uh, but I want to make sure that you're also getting the things that you need uh, to keep moving forward in a positive way. And so really pleased to be joined now by Scott Miller. Uh, Scott uh, is part of Franklin Covey. He's been there for 23 years. He's the executive vice president of Thought Leadership, best-selling author, great speaker, and one of the great thinkers in the country. And I love our conversation. Scott, thanks for making time for us today. Boy, my pleasure. Thank you for the interview. You bet. So uh, so a lot of people are at home. Uh, a lot of people are dealing with a lot of uncertainties, more uncertainties than I think we've experienced all kind of compounded into one uh, in a long, long time. And uh, some people are, are struggling with how to deal with that. And so I wanted to, to get you to weigh in on a couple of things today. Uh, one is just how we process this. And a lot of people are working from home uh, or are trying to work at home while they balance their kids and uh, homeschool and all those other things. Uh, but I want to get right to the, the first of the seven habits is, is be proactive. How can we be proactive in an incredibly uncertain time? Well, it's challenging, right? I mean, it's, it all has to do with our mindset and the, the paradigm at which we approach all this information coming out of us. You, you really cannot control the stimulus that's coming at you, right? All of the outside influences, information, misinformation. What you can control, Boyd, is your response to that. And I think one of the greatest legacies that Dr. Covey left us and that Franklin Covey teaches our clients around the world is this idea that you should pause, put some space between the stimulus coming at you and how you choose to respond. You know, proactive people pause and allow them to allow themselves to choose their response based on principles and what they want their, their outcomes to be. It's reactive people, which we all can find ourselves part of that crowd, that they allow outside influences to control our responses and our moves. You know, it's easier said than done. But I think if you just simply think about those things that push your buttons, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Your kids not doing their online school or a bill you can't pay or a news conference that seems unsettling or a report of people on the beach. Make a list of those things that are your triggers. And then be thoughtful. When I'm presented with that later on today or tomorrow, 
how am I going to choose to respond to that? I think if you anticipate those things that otherwise might kind of get you going, so to speak, mm-hmm. you're, you're able to be a little more thoughtful around how you choose your reaction. Well, I think that's so important. Again, especially working at home, we know that there's a lot of challenges to that, especially, you know, with adding all of these other things. And so one, looking at it in advance, as you say, Scott, that's that's really important. And then also this this magical space, uh, this pause uh, in between. And uh, I've always said that it, it's really less about time management. It's more about choice management and how we choose to respond uh, in those situations. Well, it's so true, right? I, I'm being faced with your exact scenario. My wife and I, Stephanie, are home right now. I'm privileged to work for Franklin Covey, where my career is, is able to be led at my house. But we have three boys, five, seven, five, eight, and nine. And they're all homeschooling home right now. I fear they're going to be home until, per- <laughs> until September. So we're having to choose our battles, right? Yeah. It's the big picture. Family harmony, interpersonal relationships, and calm is much more important than that my son complete the science exercise on time, right? Everybody needs to just, in our family, remember our relationships are the most important asset we have in the Miller house, and i got to protect those first, right? So when one of my boys is fighting or overusing the iPad time, I have to kind of calibrate my response. Can I snatch it out of his hand? Oh, yes. Can I (laughs) shut it down and pack it away and say, no more iPad this week? Yes. But what I need to do is just be thoughtful. Everyone's under extraordinary level of pressure, even my seven-year-old, right, or my eight-year-old son, and be just a little more deliberate around choosing how I respond based on what I want our relationship to be like five minutes from now, five hours from now, five days from now. Oh, I love that. That's great, great insight. Uh, I want to get to uh, one of the things that I think is a one of the hidden opportunities uh, of the current environment, and that is that we do have a little more time at home uh, and if we're being thoughtful about it, if we're being proactive about it, uh, we can do things a little different. You talked about responding based on principle. Uh, I think this is a, a great time for us to really think through. Most of us uh, you know, spend more time planning a, a vacation or a, a holiday party than we do planning out our lives. And how can we best use this time to be better prepared for the future or to get more clarity or more focus around the priorities, the values, the principles that should matter most? Well, it's a great question, especially in Utah this week where all of us had our worlds literally, right, and metaphorically <laughs> rocked with the, um, the earthquake and the ensuing tremors. It's made me spend some more quality time thinking about, am I prepared if something else happens beyond just the coronavirus, right, mm. looking at my finances in the short term? The midterm, the long term, looking at my career, my contribution, you know, what role my wife can play in our family, you know, stability and such. It's actually, to your point, a great time to think, you know what, we're all being disrupted right now. And everybody's career, finances, health is going to be different a week from now, a month from now, a quarter from now. So be thoughtful on how you can gain control over your circumstances more by looking at your own choices right now. Mm. The choices you make today will have an impact on next week's budget, uh. on next month's ability. So be very thoughtful around not just using this time to only watch the news or perhaps only read fiction. Like I was on the phone a half hour ago with the president of Simon & Schuster, one of Franklin Covey's big publishers. Sure. And we're looking at uh, fiction books and children's books are through the roof right now. Nonfiction books are kind of falling because people are trying to soothe, right, and have some fun. I get that. 
it's also a great time to think about how are you developing your skills for your next pivot, whether your job's at risk or it's not at risk, but your chance to rebound and thrive could be, you know, remarkable six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks from now. So I would encourage your listeners to be thinking about what are they doing to just not just entertain themselves and calm themselves, but to build their skills, build their, their acumen and their, their value so that when the economy does come back around, and it will, mm. how are they uniquely positioned to add great value to their employer, to their clients? Oh, I love that. It, it's so easy to get into that hunker and bunker mentality uh, and, and that things will change after, that I'll, I'll get back on that exercise program after, I'll start reading the nonfiction after, I'll start really pushing at work after. Uh, no no sense doing that. It's, uh, it's like a relay race. If you're uh, standing still, you're going to get run over <laughs> when that baton comes around the corner, and so we, we've got to be ready now. Uh, Scott Miller joining us, and uh, Scott, we're going to have you back uh, on Thursday. We're going to take another dive into this. This is such great information, so helpful uh, in a time of great uncertainty here in the state of Utah and across the country. Uh, Scott, really appreciate the conversation as always. Thank you, boys. Stay safe. All right. We'll come back uh, after our bottom of the hour news break, and uh, you don't want to go anywhere. Uh, We're going to be joined by Todd Sylvester next. We're going to talk about how do you help and support those in the recovery community in a time of uncertainty. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.